It's Friday the 29th of July. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, look, I was just having a bit of a think. Friday, and we all love Fridays, tends to be takeaway food night at my place. And personally, I love the Thai. I love getting pad Thai, chicken satay, some fish cakes, maybe a uh, a rendang. What about you? Oh, for me, well, this time of year, I like a good, um, an Indian. Uh, The local is an Indian place called the Corridor, which means mountain of light. So for me, it's it's a, it's a chicken tikka masala. It's probably a Rogan Josh, and uh, maybe an alu matzah paneer, which is the peas with the, that cheese. Oh, yeah. yeah, nice, and, and a garlic naan, mate, and a bowl of red. There you go. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't well, thought about that much, have just, I? <laughs> well, no, no, right down to the the, the glass of uh, McLaren yeah. bar. I um, yeah, look, I think you might have changed him. I might go for the yeah. Indian tonight myself. Yeah. We've got a huge show on the way today. Of course, Shad Wicker, after that huge controversial game and everything that led up to a Manly and Roosters last night, he will be here, as will Luca Muller, looking at a huge round of the AFL. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. Now, a lot of Australian golf fans will like this because uh, it looks like Greg Norman's Live Tour is coming to Australia. It does, mate. So 14 events now scheduled over Mm -hmm. 2023. Um, That's across North and Latin America, Australia, the Middle East and Europe. Um, 70, I think 70 odd players signed, um, 12 established um, team franchises, mate. And they're competing for more than $400 million here, Timmy. It's... um, that the great white shark, as we we call him, the great white one wood, mm. is uh, is really getting things moving and uh, and moving fast than I actually expected. Yeah, he's getting the one wood out yeah. there, that's for sure. <laughs> Greg Norman. <laughs> all right, coming up next, we're going to talk to Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker about all the NRL. Time to talk to Brisbane comedian Chad Wicker. And, of course, uh, last week, Chad and I had a bet. We had a bet about Manly and St. George. I said that the Dragons <laughs> would win. Chad said Manly would win. He owes me a nice bottle of McLaren Vale. How are you, Chad? Yeah, good, mate. I'm oh, not McLaren Vale. Mm, Got to be. The pepper. <laughs> no, there's this really He's good... He's a yellowtail. The, yeah, yeah, yellowtail, I think it was. It's quite... It's one of our best exports. I can get you two. I'll give you two bottles. I only run me up 10 bucks. That's good. <laughs> Now, Shadow, I want to start with, mate, the Pride Round. There's been a lot of controversy over the week. What was your take on it? Well, it's not the Pride Round. It's the Women League Round, but um, yeah. there was a Pride jersey put out there. Yep. Uh, yeah, oh, I think it's ridiculous, um, if I'm being honest. Mm. Hey, do you want my honest opinion, or do you want yeah. my opinion that's no. not going to annoy people? No, <laughs> we, we want your honest opinion. We, 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 we want you to annoy yeah. people. That's the thing. We want people to be provocative, <laughs> or provocateurs. What do you um, got for us? I, I think anyone who – look, I think Manly – obviously not consulting his 
one part of the scenario, but mm-hmm. these idiots like Kenty and stuff that want to just make that the entire narrative are absolute douchebags. Yeah. It's a it's a pinstripe or like a bit a bit more than a pinstripe on your jersey of a rainbow flag, right? It means absolutely nothing for you to put that on, regardless of what your belief is. You'll yeah. go out and wear an Indigenous round jersey. You'll go out and wear an Anzac jersey, right? That doesn't mean you're supporting war. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like you chose that as your hill to die on. You're an absolute idiot. And all seven of those players are dum-dums. And the fact that they've already backflipped now, the news today, that mm. they're going to wear it next week because they were consulted, shut up. It's got points bet written right across the front. Most yeah. of you, most of the Islander guys, I was born in the Pacific. I grew up around a lot of Tongans and that as well. I understand. I respect people's religion. But the one thing I don't respect about people's religion is bigotry and discrimination. No, no, now, absolutely. If that's who you want to die on, take points bet off your jersey. Stop having yeah. drinks with the boys afterwards. Stop yeah. going around and hooking up with these girls down at the Coogee Bay Hotel that we all know you do, right? Mm. Miss me. Miss me with this standing on your hill and I'm, I've got a problem with the club not consulting me. Shut up. Yeah, but you, yeah, look, I agree. <laughs> I agree, I agree with what you're saying, but what it also shows is a lack of education, and this stems down from the NRL through to Clubland. Um, look, how they don't stay across this stuff, how they don't do their due diligence, is mind-boggling, really, um, and it's something they really need to address. They uh, look, they need to educate these people, and, and look. You know, look, what you've just said is completely true, but, but but where is the vocational guidance? It's missing completely. All people want these days, and it's unfortunate and it's unacceptable, is money, and it's uh, that that that's a big issue here. Anyway, look, I thought it was a bit of a blood. Oh, there was a bludger of a. We could stay on this for a long time, but it was a bludger of a second half, wasn't it? I mean, the Roosters. It was a shit, was a shit yeah. game of football. Mm. If we go back to the game, it's more embarrassing to me that the Roosters didn't pump Manly last night. I think that was. That, like, yeah, that's I agree. really, as a club for Manly to push all that out of the way, they must take some confidence out of that game, weirdly, as bad as it was, to be like, wow, we didn't get pumped by our red-hot roosters, which worries me because they're the two teams that we were literally saying last week should rattle the eight. I look at that now and go, these. I don't know what's going to happen now. Well, the, well, the roosters can't get a, a better team on the paddock, and mm. I thought Manu was good and... Um, at times, and Tedesco is always consistent, but you know they just look—they unorganised, and, and there's no spark there. Well, it's but, very, but, very but, but that defies the last mm. few weeks because they actually have been playing very well. So I—I I, I think that the commentators were right last night. They said that Trent Robinson just needs to forget what happened last night and put it in the bag he and go play the Broncos though. next week. He at the called SCG. this at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, Robbo started the season by saying, "Hey, we're not ready for this season." Like, I just blatantly said it. We're not mm. quite ready for this season, and we're just going to have to kind of grind through and see where we can go. I still think they could be Smokies, though. I really do. You know, they play they play Brisbane this week, and the, this story about Tamare Martin said mm. to quit, of course, there was a time there where we thought Tamare Martin would never play again. I remember when he came through uh, the ranks at Penrith, extraordinary talent, and then went up to North Queensland. Uh, what do you make of all of this? Man, his story is great for the Broncos, and, like, in, in the Bronx, they're, like, really proud of what he's been able to do for. I mean, it was a brain bleed was the injury that he retired from, which is mental. Um, I think the shift over the Warriors are cool. He's a proud New Zealander. He got a, he got a chance to go around with the Kiwis earlier this year again to hang out with all the lads again. So, look, I'm just glad that he gets to keep playing footy. It'll be interesting to see where he slots into a Warriors side uh, where I, I imagine he's just going to play a similar role as he has with the Broncos because when they've got 
you know, um, we've got well, we've got a few signings that are coming over to the Warriors. That that fullback position's full. I think the halves spot is probably where he'd probably have his eyes on at the moment. Going, where's that second half position going to be? But there's no room utility. Yeah, there's no room at the Broncos. I mean, you look at we're talking about how or how the Dolphins not got enough players for next year. The Broncos have got too many players next year. Mm. You've got Tessie New sitting there who wants to play fullback. Cobbo has expressed his interest in being a fullback, and Kevy said that's probably where he's going to end up being at some point. Reese Walsh You've got Reese Walsh yep. coming back, yep. like who's a half and fullback. Tyson Gamble's been playing great footy this year. Ezra Mam is a future halfback of the Broncos and has been playing great consistent footy this year. And, oh, yeah, Adam Reynolds, one of the informed, if not the informed half of the competition right now, is still sitting in the other seven jersey. They've got a lot of players sitting there yeah. that want these positions that someone's going to have to move on. Now, Shad, just quickly, uh, this uh, star NFL quarterbacks, new contracts, something unique about that? Yeah, this is sick. Um, Kyler Murray, the NFL season's starting back up soon. I'm so pumped yeah, me too. for that to begin, man. It's going to be exciting. Um, but Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals, first-round draft pick, only two years into his rookie contract. Um, he has been negotiating for an extension. He's gotten it. Uh, it's about $230 million. Boom. I believe that's US, so do the math. Uh, but there was a clause that was found in his contract that has had people kind of go, okay, what's this about? Where in his contract it says that he has to agree to four hours independent study each week of the playbook and of the mm. game plan and tape. And the reason behind this is that he's very prominent on Twitch playing video games. Oh, is he game? Talks up? a lot about playing his video games. And uh, it's gotten him in trouble over the years because as the blame game happened for their awful awful back end of last year where they just fell apart. At one point, they were like undefeated nearly halfway through the season, and then they didn't even win a playoff game. So they've addressed it saying that, you know, a lot of it's to do with his gaming. He's not as focused. There's clips of him in interviews saying that he's not a he's not a tape head. Do your homework. Sit down and tape it. Yeah. yeah. So now they've given him a homework clause. <laughs> that he has a Surface tablet that monitors him when he's using it. That's apparently what they're going to do. And if he voids this, then he'll lose the whole contract. Mm, that's interesting. Now, Shad, wrapping it up, we were talking at the top of the show about what our favourite takeaway is, and Shane gave us a lovely little Indian menu, and I said Thai, and, <laughs> and look, I might go Indian after Shane sold it. So well, what about you? Usually Friday, Saturday nights, you're gigging, but um, when you have the opportunity just to say, okay, I'm not going to get the oven going, what takeaway do you go for? Oh, boy. See, you guys sound uh, far, far more fancy than me because I'm a, I'm a fried chicken connoisseur, my friend. Mm. Yeah, well, that's not that. that. Get me around a zinger box, make it large, give me them wicked wings, let's go. <laughs> Get on well with my kids. <laughs> oh, Shut up and take my money. <laughs> Do it all again next week, bro. No worries, boys. Coming up next on Afternoon Sport, it is Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Love a Friday, the sun is shining, and we're going to talk to Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Now, Luca is on edge, he's nervous, yeah. his fingernails <laughs> are down to the bone because, Luca, it's a big game tonight, mate. Yeah, you're exactly right, mate. Uh, my beautiful Melbourne Demons up against the Frio Dockers. Um, Dockers, the ones who started the rot for us this year. Mm-hmm. They handed our first, handed us our first loss a couple months ago there. Um, 
yeah, so nervous. Really don't know what to make of it. Our game is just all over the shop. Uh, we'll be boosted by the signing of Angus Brayshaw, who this week announced a six-year contract extension after sort of exploring his options in uh, free agency there. So hopefully that gives a boost to the boys and to the supporters as well. But yeah, massive game. I'm pretty nervous about what's going to go on there. We've got super tough run home as well. Frio tonight, mm. and then Collingwood next week, Carlton, and then Brisbane in Brisbane the week after. We need to really stay on our toes if we want to stay in the top four there. Now, speaking of Collingwood, they've got a big game. The Cardiac kids taking on Port, who probably need a defibrillator themselves. <laughs> but uh, but uh, aren't Collingwood amazing to watch at the moment? Yeah, it's incredible. I don't think anyone expected it from mm. them this season. Um, I think the new coach, Craig McRae, deserves a lot of credits. Big game against Port this weekend. Yeah. I think they'll probably win that. They've already won nine in a row, the Pies, so I imagine they'll go to ten in the row, really lock themselves into the top four there. Um, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on Jack Ginnivan this week as well. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you saw through the week, but uh, yeah, all this controversy around how his high tackles have been sort of adjudicated by the umpires and stuff. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they land on that one in the game against Port. Yeah, and Port Adelaide have made, or some of their fans have made it fairly clear, very clear, that they don't want their coach. So there's dramas happening in that part of Adelaide right at the moment. Now, the Saints absolutely need to win uh, against the Hawks if they're any chance now. Like, they started with such a thunderbolt and uh, they've really petered out. Exactly, exactly. They banked some nice wins early in the season there, but they've sort of let themselves drop off a lot there, right? When it looked like they could flick the switch and become a definite contender for the top eight, they've really fallen away. Um, so, yeah, like I say, absolutely need a win against the Hawks, who you'd imagine they should beat. I think the Hawks are sitting around 13 or 14, but they've surprised a few good teams this year, Hawthorne, um, and the Saints have struggled for consistency. Mm. So, they'll want to dig deep. The fans need it. Mate, and the uh, the lame bulldog who wasn't lame last week, but uh, they play the Cats. And uh, this should be a cracking game, I think. Yeah, it should be a cracking game. Cats against Bulldogs Saturday night. Cats are looking pretty bloody comfortable on top yeah, of all that of there, really. Um, pro- definitely the premiership favourites at the moment. No one's giving them too many issues. But Doggies absolutely tore us up last week and kicked 110 past us. So they're a high-scoring team, move the ball fast. They've sort of refound that spark that they had last year. Uh, and they're a bit of a similar situation as the Saints. So they definitely need to win to keep the Cats, uh, to keep their final chances alive. So it'd be interesting see them against Cats here. Yeah, speaking about Spark, uh, Richmond uh, there for a while just had this continual winning Spark and the streak and Dusty could do nothing wrong and now we've seen them go down disappointingly to Gold Coast and North Melbourne then that draw last week. Uh, They've got Brisbane so it doesn't get any easier on Sunday but uh, not dissimilar to St Kilda. They have to win. Yeah, absolutely. They're sort of half a step behind Saints and, Mm. uh, and the Doggies there because of that draw. They're just two points behind always makes it a bit harder for a team a draw result like that where you're sort of out of step with the other the other amounts of points that the teams have um, super difficult game against Brisbane who are sort of quietly gotten their form back into a really good place there um yeah, I don't know how you'd be feeling if you're a Richmond fan, to be honest. Sort of looked like you'd put it back together this year and then seem to be having these sort of mental issues where you fade late in the game. And obviously last week they had this really bizarre issue where the player played on right on the final siren where he could have gone back. And even if he just made the distance and kicked a point, they would have got the win. But they're a little bit all over the place. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how they try to steady the ship there on Sunday. Just a quick mention for my Swannies who take on GWS. I hate playing GWS. I've got a funny feeling in my bones that 
Green is going to have an absolute blinder against us like he normally does. Yeah, yeah. He's actually been on fire yeah. lately, hasn't yeah. he? Um, I mean, he's such a great player, but he's really found form in a pretty pretty languid uh, GWS side there. I'd be worried if I was you as well. They're a bit of bogey team for mm. you. And you never know, this time of year is when you start dropping games that you don't expect to, and it has, it has big implications when it comes to the ladder. Just worry about Melbourne, mate. <laughs> Don't worry, I am worried about Melbourne. <laughs> now, the UFC, mate, plenty happening there. There's a big uh, grudge fight coming up between two female superstars. Yeah, big uh, big match there. B- big rematch, actually. Noon against, Nunes yeah. against Pena. Uh, it's a rematch of the biggest title fight upset in UFC history. Uh, so, going into that one, Amanda was the huge, huge favourite. Uh, she's probably considered the greatest women's fighter of all time. Um, she's getting mm. a a little bit old, but even going into that fight a few months ago, everyone wrote off Pena. They thought she had absolutely no chance, but she's so tough. She just bit down on the mouthpiece, took a few big shots, but then eventually got the finish win. It was huge upset, absolutely shocked the world. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see this rematch. Was it just a one-off blip and uh, just a bit of out of rhythm for Amanda Nunes, or is her time at the top actually over and Pena will get the second win in a row? And yeah, it's time to fall off the cliff for, uh, for Nunes there. And underneath that as well is another great rematch. Uh, it's a flyweight title fight between Brandon Moreno and Kai Kara France. Uh, Kara France is another one of this sort of modern crop of great Kiwi fighters fighting out of City Kickboxing Gym in Auckland. who uh, have had a lot of success with Israel Adesanya, Alex Volkanovski, Dan Hooker, guys like that. Um, Kara France is definitely the underdog going to this one, but he's on a three-fight KO streak. I think it'll be very interesting to see uh, how far he can go. He's gained a lot of confidence and is in a different place to when he first fought Moreno a couple years ago. Timmy, just to be just quickly, would you get in the ring with uh, Amanda Nunes? No, I would not. No, no, I would not. No, no, that, that, you, knew that, you knew that answer before you asked it. Now, is there any truth to the rumour that Ricky Nixon is joining the UFC? What's going on with him, mate? Come on. He's all over the shop, isn't he? God, he's all over the shop, yeah. Um, I don't know what to make of Ricky Nixon. He's a bit of a disaster, really, obviously, in the news. for What did he do? He elbowed this current yeah. affair reporter or something like that, isn't it? Um it's no good. I've never heard anyone say a good word about him, really. And it's a shame that something like that sort of steals the spotlight off, I guess he's probably most associated, most associated mm. with St Kilda, who do have big footy coming up this weekend. Mm. So I'm sure they don't like that he's got all his press as well. He's, um, yeah, a bit of a goose, I reckon. Yep. Luca, we will do it all again next week. Sounds good, boys. Talk to you then. Have a good weekend. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you today to our guests, Shad Wicker and Luca Muller, and our wonderful sponsor, Shane. Our wonderful sponsor is the Osher Group, Timmy, and they've got a big event coming up in Sydney the 30th of September. We'll give you more details on the show next week, but, uh, yeah, if you're after a racing horse, the Osher Group, they're the, they're the men to go to. Yeah, we're getting towards the end of winter. All the good horses are coming back. Thanks to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back Monday with your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care. Join us for our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app. What I'm backing and why. Happy punting.